Hi, I'm Jasper Pattenden at Wickham Wanderers, and you're listening to Wickham Sound. The Wickham Wanderers Show. Welcome to the latest edition of the Wickham Wanderer Show. On this week's programme, we'll hear from Phil with our match debrief, who's recovered in time from his kidney stones, uh, to chat us through what happened at Forest Green Rovers last Saturday. A fantastic 2-0 win. Uh, also, we'll look ahead to the trip to Cheltenham. We'll hear from manager Gareth Ainsworth, uh, both after the game at Forest Green and also uh, speaking to the media this morning. Uh, also coming up between now and the end of the show, uh, we'll be catching up with Jeff Anthony, a ex and ex Wickham Wanderer. Wanderers winger who played for Wales and uh, keeping up with the uh, alliteration uh, a proud member of the Wickham Wanderers ex-player association on the eve of their dinner at Adams Park tomorrow unfortunately he's not able to make it owing to the fact that he's in Massachusetts <laughs> more on that later uh, also we go behind the scenes at the club we'll catch up with head of media Matt Cecil uh, we'll say goodbye to Ryan uh, who leaves the club tomorrow after uh, working on their digital content uh, for the past sort of uh, 16 months or so and we'll hear from Amy as well a new addition to the team who's uh, working in the marketing department and we'll get the latest on the chair girls as well Wickham Wanderers Women have been in action and they've made a new signing as well all that and more on the way in the next hour uh, but first Uh, Let's give you some uh, match highlights from Saturday. Welcome to the new lawn here in the village of Nailsworth, Gloucestershire. Home to Forest Green Rovers, League 2 champions last season, taking on Wickham Wanderers. It comes out from Jacobson, decent delivery, keeper comes to punch, does well. Goes as far as Nick Freeman, who puts the ball back out to Jacobson, who volleys it back into the box. It's an up and under to test the keeper, who punches once more. Freeman on the volley, charged down, decent effort. Everyone was back for Forest Green there, defending that succession of set pieces. Now Grimmer to McCleary, right-hand side, McCleary up against Boys, goes past Boys, he's inside the box. Still going, McCleary pokes it towards goal, drops to Scoen, tries to chip it over the big line of defenders in front of him, and it hits the uh, diving body of Casey and goes out for a corner. Two corners apiece now. 13 minutes played here at the New Lawn, 0-0 the score, but this is a decent game, Toby. This is a really decent game. Gareth McCleary, I tell you what, he looks like he's got the beating of his man so far. He's been jinking his way past boys and past Bernard on that right-hand side. The last one was, was punched down. Box in there and it's punched clear. Ball comes in and it's there. David Wheeler, third of the season. The cross came in, it wasn't punched clear. And David Wheeler snaps onto the half volley into the roof of the net. And Wickham have the lead 1-0. And Gareth Ainsworth has indeed got back in his box, but with a goal in his pocket. They lose the ball in midfield now to Wheeler. And now Mametti's away. Mametti's bearing down on the penalty area. Goes on the outside of one. It's a narrow angle. Cuts it back. Oh, it's just behind Sam Vokes. So close to Wickham Wanderers making Forest Green pay heavily for that. That continues as Mimetti breezes past him, puts it into the box, it drops to McCleary on the edge. Grimmer's given McCleary the option, McCleary though goes for goal. Oh, oh my goal. God. Gareth McCleary <laughs> rolling back the Premier League years there for the chair boys. He looks up the outside of the right foot and even the Forest Green fans are applauding that one. Just dinks it in with a delicious bit of goal into the top corner. It's Forest Green nil, Wickham 2. Gareth McCleary, that is stupendous. What on earth have you just done? The absolute audacity to even try a strike like that is just superb and wow. Jack Grimmer though, bursting through Jack Grimmer, goes for goal, beaten away by the keeper. Wheeler, shot charged down again. Jack Grimmer there, nearly cutting through the entire Forest Green back line. Wickham come again with Jacobson, they fancy more here. Cross goes to the back post over the head of Wheeler. Jack Grimmer cut him, cut him open. 
decent save by the keeper and then Wheeler on the follow-up as well. There's more goals here, Toby. There really are. That run from Jack Grimmer was... He's not the man that you expect to see running through the opposition defence, but he carved them open magnificently and couldn't quite find the finish, but... Freeman, lovely little classy little move and ball to McCleary. He lays it infield to Wheeler. Wheeler on the run. Lovely pass to Mametti. Mametti's inside the box. Goes for goal. Oh, which was it past the post? And Wicker Wanderers there going through the gears. And Mametti nearly driving home a third. And it goes from the corner. Wickham gets up, heads it into the air. It's a scramble. It's cleared away by Nick Freeman. And the referee blows his whistle. Bang on nine minutes, sir. Well done. All right, Wicker Wanderers then back to winning ways in League One. Goals in the first half from David Wheeler. And a glorious goal by Gareth McCleary. Still the points. Yeah, defensively so solid, I think, having Taff and Alfie back in the league playing together. I think that 90 minutes, even though it didn't go as well as we hoped last week at Walsall, has really helped them to kind of stick together. And, yeah, what a defensive performance. And all over the pitch, everybody was so good. From Volksy up front to, you know, Taff and Alfie at the back, JJ coming into the team, Grimmer coming into the team. It was such a sturdy performance from Wickham in that second half. Although it wasn't, you know, a classic half from Wickham, it was still really well done and professionally thrown out and... Uh, seen out even sorry and yeah David Wheeler my man of the match today was just superb full time score here at the new lawn Forest Green Rovers nil Wickham Wanderers 2 Some great highlights from Saturday brought to you by our match commentator here on Wickham Sound and Wanderers TV as well. And of course, the club's head of audio and broadcast and the host of Ringing the Blues, the fantastic podcast to uh, Phil Catchpole, uh, who is uh, with us this week too, and uh, can reflect on uh, what was in a very eventful game with plenty of positives. Yeah, a really good away victory. I mean, Forest Green, I think League One this year is so competitive, even though they were down the bottom and, and, and the defeat sent them bottom of the table. Um, there is, to use the cliche, no easy game in this division. Um, but I thought it was a very professional performance by Wickham. Um, and the early goal helped to settle them down as well. Great strike by David Wheeler. Um, I want to claim an assist because we got him on the pre-match show last week just to talk him up. Uh, and he delivered. Uh, left foot as well on the half volley. Um, but yeah, once that went in, he felt sort of confident. And Forrest Green, I don't think they've quite got their system worked out yet with how they're playing. And I thought Wickham had really done their homework on them and exploited the gaps behind the wing-backs really, really well. Um, because the, with the three-at-the-back system that Forest Green had in there, I think I called it on the commentary, they looked like a sort of a team of Ray Wilkinses just passing the ball sideways. Um, so when Wickham were able to overturn possession, they immediately hit the long diagonal to get the the, the space behind for Alice Vermetti and, and Gareth McCleary. And they had a real field day in the first half. Alice Vermetti gave his, uh, his wing-back a real torrid time. And then Gareth McCleary, wow, what a goal that was. I mean, he came in field to get it and then really intelligent run by Jack Grimmer to kind of take the man away and provide the spaces to drop his shoulder and cut in. But yeah, outside of the boot, top corner, keeper, I think he, his shoulders shrunk, uh, shrugged as soon as the ball went in because it was hit because I think he knew it was going in. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful goal by Gareth McCleary and a really good performance all round from Wickham. It was one of those really good days, Colin, where everybody put a decent shift in, I think. And something else which really stood out, I mean, the match highlights as well, is, is the, the contribution of back in the box, man, because uh, you were able to uh, respond to him as well. Yeah, I mean, it's often when, you, when you're away from home, uh, the press box and the commentary area, you're normally surrounded by home fans, um, which is always entertaining. 
uh, especially if we can uh, put, uh, put, putting the goals in. And I'm getting excited and you're getting a few people and they look at you uh, uh, thinking, who's this? And I'm thinking, am I going to be able to get out of here okay? But it was, Forest Green was a wonderful club, very friendly. Um, and yeah, that guy um, was sat, I think, one row in front of us and was clearly audible. It was just one of those brilliantly comical moments, wasn't it? Because, you know, he was very irate about this very small detail of the game. And then it we, we instantly scored. Um, so yeah, it was wonderful, really. Didn't hear much from him after that. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he was a bit quiet. But there was a guy that was sat next to him who gave me a Kit Kat chunky at half time. So, um, you know, what a day. Oh, that's fantastic. I think you'll, yeah, be, I was, you'll be rating was, your away days on, on that sort of service now as well. He agreed with my half time summation of Forest Green, I think. He listened to our report. Uh, that's, uh, that was live on Wickham Sound and uh, he agreed uh, wholeheartedly with what I had to say about Forest Green and my reward was a Kit Kat um, so I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping for similar things at Cheltenham on Saturday <laughs> Phil open to receiving confectionery at the break Absolutely I mean uh, all offers welcome the other great thing about or say great it's difficult to call it great in the context but there was a horrific challenge on on Josh Goen uh, in, in the second half but what I loved about that was the response from Wickham Wanderers because there's been sort of question marks over the spirit and the fight of Wickham in recent weeks uh, by the fans and and also from Gareth Ainsworth after the defeat to Walsall. Um, but the reaction to Josh being um, tackled badly was um, was there for all to see. Uh, Jack Grimmer, Joe Jacobson in the charge. Uh, Joe Jacobson got himself into a bit of hot water and indeed both sides have, um, have been disciplined by the FA. But... What I did like was the reaction from Wickham, the fight and the heart that was shown. Obviously, um, they might have taken it a bit far on this occasion, but I, it was good to see that that, that fire was burning in there um, because that was really the cornerstone of, of Wickham's success under the Ainsworth era. And it, it was concerning, I think, that that may have been put out, but it was good to see that that was back yesterday, on Saturday. Uh, and, and, you know, as well as all the, the goals we've spoken about, that was mentioned in the post-match as well with Gareth. Yeah, really pleased. You know, we put a plan in place. We worked on it all week. I said, give us a full week to work on things and we get some good plans in place. And I think you saw those plans in that first half, you know. I thought we blew Forest Green away in the first half. I thought it could have been three goals, you know, um, three or four even. You know, we had chances. We had chances after chances, goal line scrambles. Um, we knew they'd come at a second half and they've had a couple of goal line scrambles. I'm not going to take anything away from them. But we could have caught them on the break again so many times second half. Um, I was pleased with the result because we deserved that, the way we played, the energy the boys showed. I was up for this one today, you know, and, and vocally I hope people could hear that because uh, I never stopped shouting, I've done my throat in here. But um, I wanted them to press, I wanted them to to put it on for us green and, and they really did in that first half and they deserved the two goals. I mean, Gareth is a sublime finish, you know, what, what a funny, fantastic finish that is. That's why he's Gareth McCleary, that's why he's so... Highly regarded and wheels, you know, brilliant, always solid for me. Deserves his goal, but, you know, Josh Scorn coming back was big for us. I've always said that, you know, the best players coming back in the in the right positions. Um, and I got people like, you know, Wingy on, on the bench and, and Sully and Daz and people like, you know, it's McCarthy, Obita, you know, real, real strong people. Um, Brandon Hanlon could have come on at any time. So the squad now is taking shape how I wanted it. Still with Gabe, Farino and, and Thompson, you know, as a three there, Damani Mello missed out. And so we're really pushing now that squad. And I always said, just stay patient. Um, I think we're three points off fifth at the moment, which is brilliant to say. Um, and uh, it feels like it's been a poor season, but we're, we're in such a healthy position in League One. Um, you know, I've had a text from Rob saying, 
so the well done to the players and well done yourself uh, good week and um, yeah I'm looking forward to next week now second half got a little bit heated but we saw Wickham's fighting spirit at times didn't we yeah I, I've got to I've got to say that the discipline on us I've, I've got to pull the boys up just spill over a little bit and I didn't want anyone to get sent off stupidly but when I've re-seen that tackle on Josh Scowen wow that's a nasty tackle it's a really naughty tackle so I can see why the boys have got frustrated with that you know it's a real nasty one it's really high and it probably warrants a sending off that in the Premier League VAR that's a sending off but then probably Joel Jacobson grabbing someone on the neck is a sending off as well so VAR is not in this level and the referees probably handled it in the right way and diffused a lot but um, it could have got out of hand second half and, uh, and I was just disappointed that at times we lost a little bit of our call but so did the opposition you know and, uh, and we've got to we, you know we've got to say this is football it's it's full-blooded game you know here and uh, and the commitment that the boys have shown today is fantastic I'm, I'm very very proud of him and can I just say the fans you know the the majority are always with us you know and uh, and and they were brilliant today you know we've uh, we've really provided some entertainment for them today I'm so glad they came in numbers because we needed them I'm not going to say we never need you we need you all the time we can't do it without you I'm hoping you're at Cheltenham next week as well because uh, back-to-back wins uh, away from home would be great I think that's one defeat in seven now in the league um, for some reason it felt worse but I'm really proud of where we are we're a, we're a fighting team we're a very small club in this division believe me but Wickham Wanderers is in and around all the big boys and, uh, and that's, that's brilliant to, to look at that league table and see oh Wickham are there again awesome I'm sure they will be at Cheltenham the fans and they will also be hoping that Josh Cohen will be there as well they were very excited to see him back in the starting lineup today it's a huge bonus for Wickham to get him back now listen Josh was our player of the year last year you know and, and he really is at home at this place I play him in this position that um, I think works on his strengths and, and gives him the opportunity to be who he wants to be on that pitch and uh, I say we're very lucky to have Josh but the, the other midfielders um, Nick Wheels, Wingy, you know, uh, Gapey, Tomo. We've got some quality, quality midfielders at this club who uh, some have filled in, some are deserve to just slot in there. And uh, my headaches now picking picking the best ones because uh, or the ones that are right for the games. But um, no, I'm, I'm really proud of of the result today. I thought it was uh, it was a test. You know, it's a bit of pressure because, like I said before the game, it felt a little bit like we were on a bad run even though it's only one defeat in six. The FA Cup didn't help. And then you come away to Forest Green or everyone goes, bottom of the table, you've got to beat them. If we don't, what happens? It's, it looks like a, an absolute you know, disaster, but boys have come through for me. Um, I'll always be there for them, and I'm proud of the, the results today. Uh, really good to hear their manager speaking, obviously so positively, about um, so many positives to have from that game, but obviously he's always very positive anyway. But um, I'm sure it's a great reward, and having Josh back as well it seemed to be a real boost for the side. Yeah, just, you know, when the teams were announced, you could almost hear the away, travelling away fans on the other side, there was a sort of a, uh, not a cheer, because it was before the game, everyone was getting stuck into their vegan food and uh, and tea with soy milk. Um, but when Josh Gowen, when his name was read out, you know, it was a great thing to hear and a real lift for everybody because they know what an important player he is to the side. Player of the season last year, um, I think he scooped every award last season, he was that good. Um, and after a fairly long break off, he, he went back into it, um, didn't look that rusty at all, sort of picked up where he's left off really and, and got stuck in. Um, and that was great to see. And he really protects that Wickham 
uh, on Saturday are back for. Um, just gives them that extra bit of protection as well. But we all talk about his ratting ability and his tackling and ever, but he can he's a decent player as well and he can pick a pass. Um, so, yeah, really important that we got him back, um, especially with Curtis Thompson being a long-term absence and, and Dominic Gate being out as well. Having all three out at the same time is uh, is quite hard to deal with. So to have Josh back is huge. Um, and uh, long may his running the side continue. And a trip to Cheltenham on Saturday, of course, another side sort of down the wrong end of the table, but but they'll provide a number of challenges and hopefully a selection box for you as well. Well, yeah, I mean, if they can, uh, you know, a, a kick out. I mean, I'm not fussy really. Uh, anything in, in that area would be great. Um, but Cheltenham, it's goal fest, isn't it? Down the years, there's been a few three threes. There was the five five at Adams Park last season. Wickham won there three one last season. Very early on in the season, Sam Vokes getting his first goal in in a Wickham shirt. Um, but yeah, so you know, it looks to be a goal fest on the cards possibly. Alfie May was the guy that scored four times at. Adams Park in that 5-5 draw. He's been injured and they've been easing him back in, although he wasn't in the squad against Ipswich last week because he, he came off the bench in the FA Cup game against Alvechurch. A shock defeat for Cheltenham as well. Uh, but they followed that up with a fantastic 1-1 draw at Portman Road. But Alfie May didn't feature in the squad that day. So whether he's had a recurrence or whether they're sort of edging him back in slowly, we'll see. So my hunch is that if he is involved, he may be on the bench. But a bit like what I said when Josh Scowen's name was on the team sheet, if Wickham fans see Alfie May starting on Saturday, uh, they may be a little fearful after what he did to them last season. It's been a real pleasure to speak to you. Thank you so much for your time and I uh, wish you all the best with your own uh, recovery as well. Hopefully you'll be match fit for, for Saturday after your, your kidney stones this week. Well, as you know, we don't do injury news here at Wickham Wonders, <laughs> so I, I will say that... Uh, I'm 50-50, but, but close in the words of Gareth Ainsworth. Great to have Phil on the show as always. And a reminder, you can catch the full interview with Gareth, plus a chat with Gareth McCleary uh, on Wanderers TV in full. Online, on Radio Player and on 106.6 FM. This is Wickham Sound. Still to come on this week's edition of the Wickham Wanderers show, more from manager Gareth Ainsworth. We'll hear from uh, behind the scenes at the club as well, from the head of media, Matt Cecil, uh, Ryan, who's leaving, and Amy, who's just arrived. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll catch up with uh, more as well on Wickham Wanderers. We're going to find out how the chair girls are doing all that and more on the eve of the Wickham Wanderers Ex-Players Association's annual dinner, which is back after a couple of years' absence due to the COVID pandemic, of course. Uh, one man who uh, often makes the journey from his now home in Massachusetts, where he moved to the USA in 19. 1986 uh, is Jeff Anthony. He was a winger at Lokes Park in the late 60s, early 70s. Played for Wales as well. As they normally makes the trip, but unfortunately uh, not able to this year. I am really disappointed. I I made probably uh, six or seven of the dinners before COVID interrupted, and obviously then there was a hiatus. And I was hoping to uh, be able to go back. And I went over in April because. Um, initially, they were planning to uh, hold one in April, so I went over and uh, it was cancelled, and uh, I can't afford to come over again, so um, hopefully it'll be next year. No, fantastic. I mean, fans will be so pleased to hear, hear from you and hear that you're well. How, how is your life in Massachusetts? Life's good, you know, getting ready for the World Cup, and uh, I'm obviously retired, so life, life's pretty good. Oh, so if we could, it'd be great to sort of take you back to your earliest memories of, of your first time at, at Wickham. I'd, I'd never heard of Wickham, and I was at uh, training college in uh, Leeds, Leeds and Carnegie, and Howard Wells, who later actually coached uh, coached Wickham, was on the same team, and he said, have you ever heard of Wickham Wanderers? I said, no. 
Because <laughs> I, I was from Swansea, so I didn't know anything about the Eastman <laughs> League. Or, and he said, oh, try and get a teaching job there. So I eventually got a teaching job in Chesham, at Chesham High School, and was uh, uh, invited by Wickham to join them, and uh, that was the beginning. And I remember my first game at Lokes Park. I didn't score many goals, but I remember I scored in my first game against Clapton. So that was my earliest memory, fond memory. So I understand you had two very eventful spells at the club. That must have been a great sort of time to be involved, yeah, sort of late 60s, early 70s. Yeah, we um, we had some great players. And, uh, you know, I think we won, was it twice we won the Eastman League, I think? And I clearly remember the Anglo-Italian Cup we won. So they were exciting days and great great players and uh, and good friends. And what was it like playing under Brian Lee? It was very different for me because I'd when I'd played before, it was, um, we never really was coached. <laughs> you know, he just turned up at the appointed time and played. For Brian, um, you know, I really enjoyed the training. It was so well organized. And he was a really good, um, had a really good understanding of the character of players. And I think often when he brought players to Wickham, it was often based upon his assessment of their character and, of course, their playing ability. But I think, I think he put uh, a great store by character. And how did you sort of combine, if you like, your life as a teacher with, with playing football? Did that work well? Yeah, it was, it was frenetic at times because, as I said, I, I, I was teaching in Chesham. I actually lived in Homer Green, so I was close to Wickham. But sometimes, you know, it was, you know, you got home from work about five and you had a seven o'clock game or half seven game. And I used to take like a, try and take like a 30 minute nap, you know, before going, going to the games, especially if you were traveling as well. Sometimes it was hectic midweek, but it was a great combination. You know, I was, I was playing the sport I loved and I was, uh, and I was teaching, which uh, I, I always enjoyed. And it was around that time you got to represent your country, which must have been a real honor as well. Yeah, that's, I'm, I'm very, still very much Welsh, you know, I, so I'll be watching them against the United States on Monday. Yeah, I'm very, very patriotic. I think I've played 13 times for Wales, which, you know, spanned for five, six years because we only ever played two or three games a year. And I always relish playing against England because, you know, I, I played against Wickham players um, on my team, you know, so, you know, Peter Sedeby and uh, Julian Laley, I played against Ray Eaton, John Delaney, so all, you know, all Wickham players, and I was playing against them, so that was always uh, challenging. And Wickham obviously still has a very special place in your heart. What would you say that makes the club so special to you? Do you know a lot of it? I mean, I, 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 I just, the people there were so exceptional. And not just the players, but, you know, the, the staff and the, the bar staff. I remember in the old clubhouse, I have real fond memories of Jock Shepard, who was the groundsman there, who looked after me, really, when I first came to Wickham. He took me to theatre in Windsor. And just some wonderful people who I've, I've lost contact with, uh, most of them, but occasionally I have contact with John Bigginell, Peter Sedeby, because I was at university with Peter as well, one of the best players I've ever played with. 
So we have occasional contact. But it was just the atmosphere. And then I think what accentuated it was the Wicked Wanderers Past Players organization. And I got an email from then years ago now. And, uh, oh, I look forward to uh, calling so much to their, to their emails, you know, the newsletters. You know, sometimes the news is sad news. You know, when you think of, you know, people now in their 70s and 80s, but uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful newsletter. And people like Vince Faulkner and John Taylor, Anna Hutchison, you know, you just feel as if you're part of a, part of a, you know, like a thriving community, you know, and they don't forget you. And that, that means a lot to me being so far away. I just feel very close to them. And that must be very reminiscent of the, the camaraderie that you had in the dressing room with the, the players that you played with as well. Very much so. And, um, you know, some of them, I, I mean, several of them, I, uh, well, Paul Birdseye and Howard Kennedy, who tragically died, of course, I played cricket with as well at Woburn. So we were always, uh, always pretty close. And uh, I remember Barry Baker in the early days, we were friendly and... Uh, a lot of wonderful people, and of course, Bodger, who um, I think he scored 600 goals more than I've scored in my career. So. <laughs> <laughs> you must look that back very fondly as well. You've been to some other local clubs as well, of course, playing at Slough in the Amateur Cup final at Wembley. That must have been special. That was special, yeah. 1973, and remember we lost in the last minute. <laughs> uh, goal by Kieran Summers of Walton, who was a, who was a great player. But... Uh, my my sons often ask me, what do you remember about it? And I don't remember much about the game, but I remember the first time ever I had a police escort to the game on the bus, <laughs> which was really uh, novel. And um, the changing rooms, you know, they had a huge sunken bath and um, any number of showers, you know. And after being used to Logs Park, that was <laughs> quite a revelation. <laughs> It's fantastic as well, isn't it, to reflect on what football can bring, you know, the experiences that you've had as a result of football. Oh, oh yeah. And, you know, travelling, you know, we used to, you know, yeah, we went to Jersey, but we went to split in Yugoslavia. Um, obviously, the Anglo-Italian, we went to Milan, played Monza. There's so much travelling there. Uh, I went to Greece and so much travelling with the team that, I certainly would not have uh, been if it hadn't been for Wicked Wanderers. So it just opened up my world, I suppose. And being a winger as well, that's obviously a position that, you know, you can excite fans, you can take opposition players on. Yeah, I enjoyed that. And uh, at Wickham, Brian was very, very um, protective of me because uh, I, I, I didn't strike the ball that well, as everyone knows. Um, so I used to play the top of the slope, both halves. So, so I could get my crosses in, you know. <laughs> I was going to say, never we, got them in from the bottom of the hill. I was going to say, with with a slope being a winger, you must you must have a favourite favourite side. Oh yeah, the top of the hill. Yeah, <laughs> it was such a slope. I mean, when you think about it now, I mean, it was incredible. Did you ever, did you ever see? Oh no, of course it's all the hospital now, isn't it? Did yeah, you ever no, I, see the old field? Yes, yes. No, I went there a few times. I think my my very first game was probably 84, I think it was. I saw um, Barnet and uh, Kettering. I saw a few games there. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. 
quite a slope. <laughs> I was going to say, as, as a winger especially, you, you know, other positions, I guess, not, not affected quite so much. It was a real advantage being, a, you know, when you played the top of the slope, you can really attack the full back. So it was, it was a real advantage. So do you get much time to come back now? Or as you say, you, you, you were here quite recently in April. I, 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 until, the, until COVID, I was coming back once a year. Um, and I always timed it with the, uh, with the past players' dinner. So I'd uh, spend uh, about a week in the Wickham area. I have uh, f- friends from cricket who I stay with, a um, couple of former teaching colleagues I stay with. And uh, my sister lives in Brighton, so then I would go to Brighton for a week. I, I come over every year, so I'm, I'm hoping to resume that call next, uh, next November. I hope to be over for that, health permitting. No, that'd be excellent. It'd be great to, to meet you then. I'm sure many people will be listening who, who will be attending the dinner. What would be your message to them? I wish I was with you. And I know they'll have a great time. Um, it's always a great occasion. And uh, um, I'm sure they'll have a great time. And uh, I'll be thinking of you. And uh, I hope to be there in 2023. You must be hugely impressed with when they got to the championship as well. Oh, Fantastic. Fantastic. And even uh, played my Swansea Town. I, I have a Swansea Town live uh, television uh, presentation. I uh, watch Swansea every, uh, every week. And, um, and the next thing I do is check the results, and I don't even look at the Premier. I go straight to the Wickham result every week, check that first. And I did actually, when I was over last April, I did see them... Uh, defeat Milton Keynes in the uh, in the playoff. Oh, fantastic! Oh, you picked a good time to come. Yeah, that was a yeah that that was the consolation of missing the dinner. I I did see that, and uh, then I watched the uh, away game on uh, on the television. So that was uh, that was great, and disappointingly, then losing to Sunderland. And I had that over here. It was on the uh, U.S. television. I have a lot of sports channels. So I saw that uh, final game from Wembley. Well, do enjoy the game on Monday as well. It must be, must be uh, very, very strange to be a Welshman living in America watching the two teams play. It, it, it is, yeah. I've, uh, I've, I've got my Welsh flag on my door <laughs> just to upset the neighbours. And, uh, <laughs> and I, have, I have three sons who actually have, have remained loyal to Wales, even though they were all born in the United States. But I've, I've managed to brainwash them, uh, Colin, so... They'll be, they'll be cheering for Wales. Oh, it's been brilliant to speak to you and to share your memories. Thank you so much indeed for your time. Uh, and you, uh, I appreciate it. Thank you. Really enjoyed speaking to Jeff and sharing his memories, as we say, and uh, looking forward to attending the Wickham Wanderers Ex-Players Association uh, dinner tomorrow at Adams Park. Must uh, give a special mention to Wickham Wanderers women, uh, the chair girls in action on Sunday. Unfortunately, a 4-3 defeat, but a valiant effort came uh, back to 4-3 uh, was the final score against Oxford City. That was at home at Burnham. Uh, special mention for a new signing who made her first start and got her first goal as well. Uh, that's Sophie Atfield. Uh, congratulations to her and also uh, a special mention as well uh, for the performance of Sally Grimm who got uh, the player of uh, the uh, match award as well for her goal 
and assist as well and her full debut uh, for this season as well uh, not bad at all uh, next in action for the chair girls this coming sunday the first team are away to abingdon uh, obviously wish them all the best with that uh, still to come on the wick and wonder show uh, more from gareth ainsworth and as i say a uh, behind the scenes look uh, at the uh, media team as well here at wickham sound online on radio player and on 106.6 fm this is wickham sound Final part of the Wickham Wanderer show for this week. Still to come, we'll get the manager, Gareth Ainsworth's thoughts on, uh, among other things, the World Cup and also uh, a brilliant uh, talk which he's been giving to some uh, healthcare professionals at Buckinghamshire Healthcare NHS Trust this week. But first, uh, we go behind the scenes at the club. Uh, We'll hear from Head of Media, Matt Cecil, in a few moments' time as well, uh, a new marketing executive at the club, Amy Orgood. Uh, But first, uh, we'd speak to uh, Ryan Pelletrat, who uh, you might know, or you might not, has uh, been at the club for quite a while working on some digital content. Uh, Here's the the story about how he arrived at Adams Park and what he's done uh, in the time there. I kind of came straight out of university working at Cheltenham Town in the, to begin with and then the lovely Matt Cecil plucked me out from uh, plucked me out the sky and then put me into a role at Wickham and yeah, I've just been given completely free li- uh, licence to roam and do not necessarily what I want but like just have my creative freedom and kind of build a, a brand for Wickham that like, kind of looks fresh and clean and professional and on the video side, being able to film matches, pitch side, film interviews, film like you know, collate footage for features, like just it's all it's all a bit mad when you think about it. The amount I do, but it's yeah, it's been a whirlwind of a ride, and I wouldn't change any any of it for a minute, really. So when you describe it, it sounds like there should be a team of people doing that, but it's, it's like it, yeah, I mean, if when I go to Bournemouth, it will be a team of people <laughs> doing that. Um, yeah, just just little on me shouldering the the weight of about three people, but you know, it's the best way to kind of start my career. I think you got to throw yourself into the deep end and take on as much as you can, you know, so you can figure out what you can and can't do. You know, figure out a different avenue to uh, to go down further in your career. But yeah, I've absolutely loved it, and it's going to be absolutely gutting to uh, to to see these well, not to see these guys anymore. So should I say? And Matt, when you, when you plucked Ryan from the sky, apparently, which is... <laughs> you must be so proud to, from sort of then to, to now as to, to what, what he's produced. Yeah, very much so. Uh, I think when I, when I returned to this role nine years ago, because I've, I've pretty much always been around Wick and Wanderers, but, um, you know, it, it was just me, really, for two and a bit years, and, and certainly wanted to grow the department, and we've seen some very talented people come and go down the years, and I kind of knew what I wanted. Um, this was coming out of the, the championship year, a pandemic year, everything had been stripped back, and really, you know, our, our content and output really suffered as a result during the pandemic because we were such a small operation, and, and I think the absence of fans as well just meant, you know, games all of a sudden were now being seen more through TV screens and social media screens rather than being real in-person events, and I'm not sure we really did it justice that year with what we were... Um, contribute in putting out there so um, I'd been really impressed I spend a lot of time on social media outside of work as well but I'd been really impressed by what I'd seen from Cheltenham Town um, they'd had a great year they won the League 2 title uh, phenomenal output and it was as simple as uh, asking them you know I, I know you've got a team of students there who's your best one and Ryan was the name put forward and lo and behold Ryan was then through the door and, and has had a you know phenomenal 18 months um you know, filming at the Etihad Stadium, at Wembley Stadium. Um, you know, really being part of the, the heartbeat of the club. And um, you know, we we ride this journey together. We we see more of each other than I see of my wife and kid. You know, we up and down the country at service stations and the highs and the lows. Um, and you know, you want not only a, a really talented 
companion alongside you, but a good friend as well, and that's what Ryan's become. So, uh, no, you know, it's it's been uh, awesome to to have this team, and obviously Phil coming on board. Uh, it's been a wonderful team, and uh, you know, it's sad to see Ryan go, but this is a club that gives people opportunities and is is proud when they rise up the ladder, whether it's as a player or a staff member, and uh, it'll be a huge asset to Bournemouth. And Ryan, you must have some real highlights during during your time at the club. It, it feels like such a, 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 a I guess, but a special time. Yeah, definitely. I mean. I've, I've heard Matt say a lot that this is a special time to be involved in Wickham Wanderers and that's absolutely true from being the championship you know, maybe unfairly dropped out but you know, the, the, ri- the story of the rise again will only be better than what happened in the first place so you know, I've loved every single minute of it um, all the players, the staff at the training ground have been absolutely phenomenal with me just kind of like everyone here just taking me under the wing and just treating me as a family member like, like the family it is and no doubt that this club is going for going to be in much better places in years to come. It's going to be flying the leagues. This is the start of yeah something really really big for, for Wickham Wanderers. And Matt, I know we've spoken before, but there does seem to be a real kind of increase in, in interest in the club, sort of not just locally but even globally. Yeah, and I think that's you know we want to be the heartbeat of that. And I think you know my my frustration when it was just me all those years ago was we weren't doing it justice really to this wonderful club with a phenomenal manager uh, Akin Fenwell was through the door at that point we had some really uh, wonderful characters in the squad Jacobson Bloomfield Paul Hayes you know people like that and we wanted to tell the story a little bit better um, and obviously you know we've seen the the rise of, of social media and, and new media avenues that weren't available when I was first here as a work experience kid in 2005 um, you know the whole landscape has changed and, and back then there was far more um, kind of priority put on the, the local newspapers and things like that clubs weren't able to produce their own content um you know from pretty much 2016 onwards i think we've been one of the shining lights in the efl for the quality that we've been able to put out through various members of staff uh reaching you know and it is it's crazy when you think about it millions of people every month are are watching videos um there's been a shift this year with wanderers tv which is doing far better in terms of um subscriber growth and, and revenue generation than, than we kind of forecast when we launched it um you know we, we want to tell the good messages of Wickham Wanderers to as many people as possible in as many diverse ways as possible and obviously you know Ryan's output and Phil um you know has played a huge part in doing that and you brought Amy in as well to to really help kind of enhance that interest if that's the right word yeah I'll, I'll tee Amy up and then we'll, <laughs> then we'll let uh, Amy talk about Amy but um the club spins so many plates constantly and with 25 home games a season plus all the away games that go on it's uh, it's a really fast-paced ever-changing environment you've got to keep on top of it and and what we lacked prior to Amy coming on board was just a bit of coordination really of of not just fixture planning but everything that goes on at the club retail uh, commercial opportunities hospitality we've got a security and events team that go out and do such fantastic work across the local area that that nobody really gets to hear about we've got the foundation which has recently uh, relaunched and, and they've got their own projects and things going on um, there are so many ticketing opportunities and and, and really everything that, that goes on away from a match day um, as I say it's fast paced, it's easy to, to lose track of Amy's come on board to, to coordinate all of that, to drive the business um, in so many different ways that aren't just football um, and we've already seen some fantastic progress made on the you know the, the use of Adams Park as a venue. You know, it's, there's no point having a stadium as good as we've got just 25 times a year. We want it in use 364 days a year. We'll give the chef a day off at Christmas. Um, <laughs> so uh, you know, there's, there's great progress on that, and Amy's been a, a fantastic addition to the team just four weeks in. Amy, it sounds like you're, you're going to be really busy, especially with your your plate spinning. Hope your hope your crockery control is good. 
Yeah, I think it's just about showcasing what the what the club's about. Um, all of the the, ve- the venue itself, the the rooms we have for weddings, parties, birthdays, meeting rooms, you name it. Um, it's just just about growing the growing the club, but not just in the avenue of football, um, and also bringing in businesses for um, networking and things like that. We have our Dean Saunders event um, coming up. It's an evening with Dean Saunders um, in February. So that'll be really good. Um, local businesses coming in to network, um, hearing from Dean Saunders. It's just really exciting time um, to really show everyone what we have at Adams Park Stadium. Because again, I guess many people, they, they only see the club on, on a match day and perhaps don't really realise what goes on. As I say, sort of behind the scenes, I came along to the, the business lunch recently and you know the, all the, the executive boxes are being used for, for other events and stuff. And obviously there's the, the Caledonian suite as well. Yeah, yeah. So we had um, a wedding um, recently and that was great. That looked amazing. Uh, they all seemed to have a great time. Um, the executive boxes can be used for many things from schools coming in to have a lesson to meetings and um just dinners um we have wilshaw our chef um he's great lovely lovely meals he cooks and our woodlands lounge um which is available on match days as well um vip hospitality um yeah just a range of a range of options at adams park because even on a match day as well, there's so much that you know, perhaps fans don't even really realise that they can get out of their day. Yeah, yeah, there's lots of ticket options available, not just your um, normal match day ticket um, from the Tunnel Club um, can definitely be used, um, the boardroom as well, um, even celebrating your birthday at Adams Park on a match day, it will, it's great seeing the players up close having opportunities to have pitches pitch side um, and really make the most out of out of your experience so certainly uh, pun intended have you got any uh, goals that you'd like to, to achieve uh, during your time um, I definitely think just um, it'll be really exciting to see how much we can grow the club um, overall um, over all of the different avenues I think that, that's one of my goals, just to just to continue it growing um, and be a part of that alongside the media and marketing team. And Ryan, sort of looking back, is there anything you're especially proud of, of kind of what you've achieved as you, as you leave the club? I mean, it's been so many great moments. I mean, the night at MK will live long in the memory. One of the most surreal nights of my life. Just the you know, the, the nature of the game, it being so tense, and then the final whistle blows, and then it's like, wow, we've actually got we've gone we're going to Wembley, and just seeing all the fans in the top tier of. Stadium MK just singing and bouncing around it was just unbelievable um, I mean the different projects I've been able to work on um, over my time here I mean being able to implement my my kind of spin on a match highlight series throughout the season I've been really proud to do that and create amazing footage from uh, from sitting on pitch side um, going to the Etihad like Matt said earlier that was something I didn't even think I'd be doing within 10 months let alone like 4 or something like that so uh, yeah just getting to go to these amazing stadiums around the country was has just been crazy to think that I'll be doing it at 22 years old or 21 when I, when I first started um, Wembley as well I mean I can't yeah, I can't come on here and not talk about Wembley unfortunately not the day to be but absolutely the most surreal day of my life just being able to walk around <laughs> backstage at Wembley and 
in pitch side at Wembley and kind of see the whole place alive to watch football. No, probably for the first time since the pandemic, in a, in a kind of playoff sense. It, yeah, it was just insane. I will definitely look back on every minute I've had here with fondness because. Oh, yeah, I'm just grateful for every opportunity to be here in the first place, really. Great to have Ryan, Amy and Matt on the show, of course, and we wish Ryan all the best with his new job at Bournemouth. Next, we hear from manager Gareth Ainsworth, who spoke to the media earlier on today. All sorts of things covered, including uh, a brilliant inspirational uh, chat which he gave to healthcare professionals at Buckinghamshire Healthcare NHS Trust and the club's foundation as well. But first, we talk about the boost last week's win must have brought to the training ground and can be taken into the trip to Cheltenham this week. We put a, a, a good plan in place and the players really executed it well. It's having Josh going back, I think it's a big bonus for us. He's uh, one of our most consistent players over the years. He's been here and uh, and yeah, some fantastic play and goals and uh, yeah, well well deserved win, which is it's nice. You know, it was uh, it seemed to like you know get rid of a cloud that was hanging over us a little bit, even though we've only lost one in seven in the league. It was uh, yeah, a much needed win, and I think um, the boys. Uh, the boys thoroughly deserved it. Do you target games like that? Obviously, uh, Forest Green and Morecambe recently as well, and, and Cheltenham coming up. You know, they're teams who are sort of down that end of the table as, as games that you should be getting points from. Or as we've discussed before, you know, this, this division doesn't seem to quite work like that. Yeah, no, no chance. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't target any team. You know, the game coming up this weekend as well. People say oh, Cheltenham. You know, they they've had a, a, a dodgy start to the season, but there's no way that they've, they've beat some good teams. They've got. A, you know they've got a great point on Saturday away, and and so that they're, they're they're a solid team. Yeah, it's not there's no way we'll be uh, we'll be taking any game lightly, whether it be top or bottom of the league. You know, uh, obviously you seem to get up for top of the league more than you do for bottom of the league. Some people do, and, and it's my job to make sure everyone's motivated up for equally for all games. And uh, so there's no targeting any games. You know, we wouldn't say. I think you you, you set yourself up to 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 fall down if you start saying we should get this and we should get that from these games because if you don't you know it can be a little bit of a downer so we, we target the 46 games and see how many points we can get you know but it's uh, it's going well at the moment and uh, I think we're sitting in a nice position very under the radar nobody's even mentioned us or talking about us which is great and uh, and hopefully we can uh, we can sneak up and uh, surprise a few in front of us as you say, it must feel like things are starting to come together now just three points outside the playoffs uh, once again and as you say only one defeat in seven yeah, you know, we we were, I think we dropped seven or ten points off the playoffs last season at a, at a crucial stage, and people were doom and gloom, and we, and we still made the playoffs. You know, so to be three points away from this at this stage of the season, I think I think it's great. You know, if we can pick something up from Cheltenham on Saturday, we're going to then a break because we've got no FA Cup. Obviously, we're going to break for two weeks with uh, watching everyone else's FA Cup exploits and. Uh, and then I'm sure one or two teams will catch games on us. So it's an important one, you know, to, to get something from. We really, really want to go there and uh, and win the game. But um, you know, not getting beat is, is key. We we've, we've got to we've got to make sure that we are solid um, and we're working hard. There's no way we can rest on any laurels of Forest Green result. We've got to make sure we uh, we push forward now and because we have got this two week break before Portsmouth at home and. Uh, and that'll be a huge game to uh, if we can manage to pick up any points from Cheltenham Saturday. It makes Portsmouth an even bigger game because we come uh, coming closer to them. Does it feel like that break's come at a good time, or again, is there, is there no such thing really? No, it probably is a good time. We've had a lot of Saturday Tuesdays, Saturday Tuesdays, and uh, and um, this uh, this little 
two Saturdays in a row is great. Probably with the with the break, I'll give him some days off next week. I'm sure and get the rest and recovery in the legs because, like I say, we've got a we've got a huge December coming up and uh, some big big games. You know, look at the uh, fixtures coming up December January. They look very tasty and uh, and you know we've got obviously got the Christmas program to get through as well. So yeah, the more um, sort of physical rest and, and mental rest we can get into the boys at the right times, the better sometimes. But um, they'll be all up for it on Saturday, believe me. We've got two solid days of training now, even though the, the rain seems to have tried to scupper that. We, uh, we we'll find a way to get through that and. Uh, and be ready for for, uh, for Cheltenham on, on Saturday. And Jasper going out on loan this week, obviously a great opportunity for him to get uh, more minutes. He's a fantastic player, he really is, and uh, and I think that he, he will be one for the future here, um, without a shadow of doubt. Uh, he's played men's football with uh, Worthing. Um, he's stepping up levels now to play in the conference, which is uh, which is really good for him. And Dawkins, uh, you know, it's a, a club that's going places, so... He's uh he's going to get some valuable experience, and I'll be watching Jasper closely because I think he's a, he's got a real chance, and uh, and hopefully we can uh, we can integrate him into the squad at the right time, and uh, and he becomes a a solid Wickham player, one of the success stories again from the development squad. And TJ and Sally away on international duty again, another real source of pride for you. Yeah, um, you know, both doing well, you know, and uh, I managed to get a few clips of TJ especially, and and, and he was running right, you know. Um, almost leading the line against Liechtenstein so um, I'm really really proud of them both you know it's good to have internationals in the squad we haven't had it for years gone by it's it's nice to have um, have these these call-ups they can disrupt a little bit and uh, and obviously Seoul's going to be away but um, no no really really good to uh, to you know to represent your country as uh, the ultimate and uh, I'm both uh, very proud and, and make me very proud I'm sure make Wickham very proud I'm really great this week that you've been able to, to share some of your, your leadership knowledge with um, the Buckinghamshire Healthcare NHS Trust staff as well uh, and the foundation too and, and really great opportunity for both yourself and, and them as well to kind of take things from, from what you do and, and similarly to share you know how important they've been in the pandemic as well. Yeah, um, there's a mutual benefit on this, believe me, Colin. You know, I, I get plenty out of it as much as they, they do as well. You know, I can talk about what I do, but, um, you know, just chatting to people and, and obviously uh, I always say there's a, there's a, in this country, there's a little bit of a perspective avoidance at times, and uh, and it's really important that you uh, you, you realise perspective. You you know what's about there. You know what's out in the real world, and you're not in this football bubble all the time. And uh, and so to be able to share these these bits with uh, fantastic people, you know, uh, big respect for the NHS and uh, and the, the emergency services as well as the, the you know the, the the armed forces. Everyone knows that these people allow us to sleep safely at night and. Uh, if you if you strip it all back, that's really what what they do, and uh, and so we we must uh, you know we must give back as much as uh, as much as take from them, and, uh, and we had some real good chats, uh, and, and the foundation coming in as well. It's great to educate, um, hopefully, some of the younger coaches coming through, uh, taking some of our young young community programs, and uh, if they can get an insight into what I do, I'm not saying I've cracked it, but I've got a lot of games under my belt now, and uh, and we can uh, we can again share share little stories, share little training tips and, uh, you know, hopefully it's uh, it's beneficial all around. And obviously the culture that you've built at the club as well, you know, fantastic to be able to apply that in other other situations too. Yeah, and, and that's that's big, you know, the uh, the mental side is always going to be the biggest side for me that um, we have to keep, we have to take care of, we work on, you know, physical and technical and tactical, all the boys, you know, coming through all these academies and youth programmes now, they've all got that, but the mental side still needs a hell of a lot of work and, uh, and at Wickham, we um, we try and do our best to, to recognise anyone 
with any mental uh, issues or keeping them strong mentally so they if they do come up they can deal with them you know so it's uh, it's, it's an important part of the job and uh, I'd say really proud to be uh, at the helm of it all. And I know as well, a great uh, community initiative, the One Can Trust, that you'll, you'll be at next week as well. Again, I'm sure you're, you're very pleased to be able to support um, something like that. Yeah, um, I mean, I've been an ambassador for a while now, but never gone down there really and, and seen the, the shop floor and the workers and the, and the volunteers. And, and uh, you know, I'm a little bit embarrassed I haven't been down in my, my time has been very precious. But uh, again, these guys volunteer, their, their time is precious. So, um, yeah, um, apologies, I haven't been down earlier, but um, I'm looking forward to going down and seeing all the team down there. Um, it was an initiative back in COVID, really, where uh, I wanted to get my name involved, uh, just to maybe boost the, the 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 you know the the knowledge that it's there. And uh, and I'm you know if, if that's affected one person, it's been worth it. But I really want to go down and 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 play my part and and see and and hopefully give some inspiration or motivation because I know I'll be getting that from them um, about exactly what a fantastic job they're doing especially in the times we're living in now the inflation the the energy crisis and the, and the various uncertainties around the world um these these little initiatives are absolutely vital and uh, and many families rely on them so i um, can't thank him enough i'm very proud to be involved with uh, with the one can trust and just finally with the world cup coming up um, do, do you watch these games as, as, a, as a fan or as a manager as a, and a coach or, or sort of a combination <laughs> bit of a combination Colin yeah it is switch off time sometimes when we know but I'll be watching it with my boy Kane He'll uh, he's looking forward to it it's probably he's, he probably remembers 2018 but this will be uh, this will be one where his, his teenage years are kicking in you know he's 15 now and uh, and and you know so this will be a big World Cup for him so I think as a fan and and, uh, and as a as in getting some entertainment from the, the, best, the world's best football teams will be nice uh, sat next to him but I can't help saying that I'll be probably looking at a few tactics and a few uh, a few little routines that teams are doing and, uh, and taking note. But um, on the whole, really looking forward to Sunday and uh, we'll both be watching that um, Qatar Ecuador opening match. It'd be a, be a fantastic occasion and, and one that hopefully the whole country can embrace.